Hi guys, welcome back to Three Peas in a Podcast. So I'm Hope. I'm Grace. And sadly, no joy today. <laughs> so basically, it is the first podcast of 2021. Yep, and this is going to be our first episode for season three, I believe. That's right, Are Grace. We? Yeah, so <laughs> the reason why we don't have joy with us today, well, we actually just dropped her off at work. Yeah. But I think Grace and I were really discussing the inhibitors to our podcast and really getting more... Um, truth out there to everyone and really kind of sharing what's in our heart yeah Yeah. and I think a big inhibitor of that was just trying to get all three of us together at the same time in the mood because I feel like a lot of times it's like really hard to get three people Mm. to actually agree and be like let's sit down and talk you know yeah even and though it's like casual conversation between us a lot of times, it's like intentionally do a podcast, mm. it's very hard. Because Hope and I, because we, whenever Hope, we like drop of joy for work, we're always having these deep spiritual conversations in the car. And yeah. then we're like, man, if this was all recorded, that would be just absolute fire. But right now, <laughs> I'm like, oh, like we actually have to sit down. And we and need like, joy. Mm. And it's like, because, you know, three pieces in a podcast, we need all three of us. But I think that this is going to be a change in direction for yeah. this podcast for this year. Is yeah, it doesn't have to be all three of us. Yeah, and it can be three of us sometimes, but it can be two. And mm. I think we need to change that instead of being like we always yeah. need all three of us. And I think sometimes with the topics that we discuss, um, for example, Hope and I might be like more convicted, convicted about this certain area, or have yeah. more to say. And I think with the topics that we're discussing today, Hope and I have especially had a bit more conviction and a bit more drive in this area. Yeah. Whereas Joy, I don't think I've heard. I mean, she hasn't spoken as much about it, but I do think that she would feel quite similar to us. So it was not like we have disagreement in this area. But I think we've just had more of this conviction and, I guess, zeal for this topic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I think we just outline what we're going to talk about today and then Grace can open and pray it. And I think that's Mm. another thing we wanted to, like, introduce into our podcast. I was saying how all our podcasts like I think over time we've become a bit more I'd say God centered yeah God God focused God centered from the first one we're just like about relationships but the thing is and had like the bible kind of peppered here and there but not yeah, we want to be much. more like centered but I yeah. think we were saying that what's funny is that our first podcast has the most like plays yeah I think it had nearly like a hundred or something yeah it's reaching a hundred and I found that really funny because I feel like that one was the least God centered so yeah I think that's kind of interesting. So I hope that like more of our more recent ones get more plays because I feel like that one has a lot more truth in it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, back to what we're saying. We're going to do a wee like outlines, kind of like a roadmap of what we're going to be doing and speaking about today. So mm-hmm. I think the first thing we want to talk about is Romans 13, 11 to 14. So yeah. that's a very like small passage in Romans. Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing it in a sermon. The pastor read out like that really short amount. And then from there, I felt very convicted because I just heard, like, God's word. And I thought, wow. And I went home and I just kind of really dwelt on that for even the last month, I would say. And then I shared it with Grace and we kind of talked about yeah. it. And I think this the thing that's different with the way that we're approaching God's word this year a lot differently, Hope and I, is yeah. that we're not doing any sort of particular plan. But <laughs> I think we're just reading what we feel like God is wanting us mm. to hear and then we're kind of dwelling on God's yeah. word and taking as much time as we need and really understanding why each word is there and doing like more yeah. cross-referencing stuff like that that's true and like yeah. that's why I think that God's word has a lot more meaning and actually stands like more I guess in your in the way that you understand it it just it's in your memory so much more yeah. when you've actually yeah. really delved in there and yeah. actually really like 
get the meat out of what I it's agree. actually trying to say instead of just yeah. reading like oh I'm just going to read a couple of verses and I'm done for the day taking that off the yeah. list mm-hmm. it's more like what is God trying to say to me in this verse right now what is he trying to tell me and you're like opening your heart up to hear what God's voice is telling you that's true and yeah. I think another thing that's important with being a follower of God is a follower of Jesus and just is being able to listen to his voice and I think that a lot of times we don't actually give him the opportunity to speak to us because we're just so busy with, with our lives that we're just trying to read it and be like, yep, that's mm. done. But you yeah. actually need to sit there and listen to God's voice and mm. give him the opportunity for his word to speak to you. Yeah. yeah. And even in like Psalms, I think it might be like one. It yeah. says, I think it's Psalms. Or maybe I always get Psalms and Proverbs <laughs> like mixed up. But I think it says like something about like meditating on his word day and night. Yeah. And it's like, it's a continuous thing that it's in your heart, that you're meditating mm. on it. It's in your mind the whole day. It's yeah. not something that just leaves you. Yeah. And I think that's something that I found very, like it has come like to mm. me a lot more when I've taken on this new approach yeah. to the Bible reading. Because it's like, when you read this small passage, it only has four verses. It is so much more like, I guess it sticks with you so much more because you genuinely are trying to understand it. Mm -hmm. You're not rushing through these verses that you just like, you just skim through. It's like you're dwelling on it and there's nothing wrong with dwelling on like a few verses for even Mm -hmm. like a month. Like if the Lord is like really imparting that to you, that is actually a really good thing. Yeah. This is not about speed. Like it's not about speed in this world. Like it's about actually trying to understand Mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So that's a long spiel. But anyway, we're going to read through Romans 13 to 11. To, Romans 13, chapter 11. To, I'm getting it wrong. Romans 13, verses 11 to 14. And then I think, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I think we have just a few other topics. We all obviously have some relationship stuff in there. I think we'll save that at the end. Yeah, we'll <laughs> save that for the end. And I think we also just have other kind of things that we really felt God has been placing in our hearts especially with the direction of our lives yeah and what we want to do in terms of our ministry and how we want to see our lives play out for god's glory I'd yeah say. nice yeah all <laughs> so do you want to open up in prayer Grace? yeah i think that's something new we're going to do is start off with prayer because i realize that we always want to commit ourselves to god yeah, and because we don't I, want yeah. our words to be of our own but of yeah him. and i think everything we say we obviously aren't saying is a hundred percent divine and like mm-hmm. for realsies, but <laughs> it's like I we just want everything to be from God, and we're obviously telling you that this isn't exactly what is like true, but this is what we I guess are figuring out ourselves too. We're not saying everything yeah. is a hundred percent like yeah. it, but I think even like committing the time and our words to God. Mm. It's like we're kind of co- coming under his yeah. covering and being like, Lord, we mm-hmm. are committing this to you. Yeah. And I think even in 1 Peter, it says how that we are the oracles of God. And mm-hmm. it's like we want to be the ones that are imparting truth and speaking God's word. So, yeah. So do you want to so, open this yeah, up? Yeah, open up prayer. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for this day. And thank you just even for this opportunity to read your word and even share with um the listeners and I just pray that um, whatever we say would be of you and that we would be able to speak and share your truth and even for the listeners right now that um, wherever they are that you would be with them that you'd give them your peace and that you'd give them understanding even in your word and just bless them and I just thank you for all that you've done for us and I commit this time to you in Jesus name amen amen all right all right so we're going to start with Romans 13 11 to 14 yeah so 
I can read. Do you yeah, want to you read it? hope you can read it out. Okay. This is the verses. Starting from 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we, when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. All right. So that is the kind of passage that we're going to yeah. be walking through today. And I think we're going to walk through it verse yeah. by verse. Yeah. So we'll start with verse 11. Mm. So I'll just repeat it. It says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Yeah. So I think that is so powerful, just even like reading God's word. But I think the point is from that whole thing is just when you read it, it says, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Yeah. It's like basically telling us like the time is now. Mm. Like we should be waking up. We should be right before God. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't be like, oh, tomorrow, next week, like next month, I'll, I'll get right with God. Like I've got time. It's like, no, the time is now. Like we need to be awake. We need to be alert. We need yeah. to be like so like, on mm. like on par with it's like, like we what need we to need. be sober minded and vigilant yeah. like it says in one peter it's like we need to be awake we need to be like spiritually awake yeah like, we need to you, yeah that's a good thing spiritually awake it's yeah. not like you can be like yes i'm awake right now i'm not sleeping but like, <laughs> this is like it's just that we are in a spiritual war right now like yeah. you can't see the unseen world of the spiritual mm. world and it's like we need to be awake we need to be sober minded we need vigilant we need to be just vigilant in the way that we live our lives and like mm. fleeing from sin and like and even just living a life that is for god and like free of sin like obviously we're not perfect mm. you're gonna fall into temptation you're gonna fall mm-hmm. into sin but it's just being like it's just there that the righteous man sees like f- like sin and flees from it. i'm pretty sure in like psalms or proverbs isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you need to know and when you feel anything that's coming you need to flee from it and it's like that's why we need to be vigilant and we need to be sober it's just that the lion like the devil is like our our adversary is like a lion prowling and he's waiting for people to devour and it's like Mm, yeah that's why we need to be awake we need to be vigilant and it's like that's why we need and it says in 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 that verse that it's like knowing the time it is high time to wake out of sleep and that high time is is now is now exactly so I think and the, even the next part of it, which is, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Yeah. I think we were reading through this together, mm-hmm. and I think we were saying how that is quite a strange thing to say. But yeah. I think after dwelling on that for a while, is that it's basically saying that it is our salvation. Mm-hmm. So it is saying that when Jesus comes back for us, it's almost like our salvation is like kind of that's like the kind of peak point, like the climax mm-hmm. point of it all. It's like. When he comes back for us, it's like at that point, it says even in Philippians 2, 10 to 11, mm. every knee will bow, tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm. And even it says like in Philippians 2, 16, it says like, it'll be revealed in that moment, like yeah. that our glory will be revealed in him because yeah. our lives are hidden in Christ. Mm. So it's like, 
in that moment it's like we will be revealed and the whole world will know yeah that what we've been running this race for is not in vain and it's yeah. not like all like a fairy tale or something like that it's yeah. real mm. and i think that's such a beautiful and exciting mm. moment that we should all be looking forward to yeah. and i think also in philippians 3:12 when it says not as though i had already attained either were already perfect but i follow after if that i may apprehend that for which also i am apprehended of christ jesus and i think that also just relates to how like we are on this continuous journey and this race of faith yeah and it's like you got to keep running you haven't actually won the prize yet you haven't actually got to the finish line so i think that also encourages us that we need to be actually continuously moving forward and yeah. like you shouldn't be standing still I think that's the thing with faith. It's never should be stagnant. Yeah. You always have to be moving. You always got to be improving and it's like you always got to be asking God to change you, to convict you and to mm. sanctify you and yeah. that you're continuously being made more and more like Jesus every day. You and can't just be standing still. I think that that kind of refinement comes through a lot of trials and that's why we should be like rejoicing in those trials. Mm. And I think how some like um when we used to be younger in a bible study group with our family friend they always say you don't want to be like a comfortable christian where you're like <laughs> you're just like in salvation and you're just chilling relaxing you're like i'm saved by jesus i'm happy i'm going to heaven yeah. that's all i want to be you at come lazy but yeah. you want to be more and more like jesus like every single day every single day you want to be making like those small small changes and improving like obviously not by your own strength but by the strength that god gives you yeah and it says that God gives you the desire and power to do what pleases him. And it's like all the time I can't say that I'm feeling it like I want to be reading God's word that I want to be um doing good things. It's like I can only thank God that he's kept me on this track of righteousness because actually I can't say that it's any of my doing really. Yeah. So that's why I think I'm really grateful that God has given God will give you that mm. zeal and that power and yeah. all those things to to keep running this faith. Yeah. I find it oh, so funny just though. Keep, keep running this race of things. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I find it really funny because when you said um like the comfortable Christian, yeah. all I kind of envisioned was a person like sitting on a sofa and kind of just disappearing into the sofa, <laughs> like they're so yeah. lazy that they're kind of like just disappearing. Like, mm. and I think that's a lot of things that I think Christians do to even like myself included. It's like you yeah. get comfortable and you yeah. think like the Lord saved me. I can. I'm done. Like I'm great. Like yeah. You know he's coming back for me. I'll just be chilling here. But yeah. like, I think that that's a really bad outlook to have because yeah. our lives are so meaningful, mm. and we should be living as though like we yeah. have that meaning and that we can actually make a difference in this world. And I think that's our goal as Christians is that we want to be as much like Jesus as we can. And so obviously that will take a lot yeah. of um, conviction and change by God and yeah. even through the holy spirit mm. because obviously we are all just sinful human beings and yeah at the end of the day we are we live in this fallen world and we mm. can never be enough for um god in that way by fulfilling the law because we obviously are so imperfect yeah but that's why jesus came and this comes back to the gospel again of why we <laughs> yeah. we are just so thankful for what jesus has done because he has already paid it all for us on that cross that mm. that even when we do fail Christ is enough for us and he yeah. is all sufficient when we are insufficient in those ways. And yeah. so that's why it's just like thank God every day for what Jesus has done for us. Mm, yeah. And that we can continue on 
no it's almost like i see like jesus is like that um that safety net where it's like you're gonna <laughs> fail and he's always there for you he catches you, know? you yeah you're like oh like i want to live this life righteously before god but you're gonna fail when you're like jesus yeah. is there and you're like wait jesus paid it all for me already i'm not saying that jesus is like the backup but it's like <laughs> jesus is like he always at the, f- at the forefront but you're always yeah. thinking like i'm so grateful that i have that you know no he's like the guy on the tightrope that is walking in front of you and telling you like this is the steps you're taking on the tightrope yeah. so you can walk yeah but then when you fall off the tightrope because of your own fault <laughs> He catches you in He's the safety, safety net. net too. Yeah. You know that song that goes like, Lord, you catch me when I'm falling. You told me who I am. Yeah. That's such a, a good mm. thing. Like, when, think about like, when you when you like, kind of mess up, the Lord catches you in the safety net. But then yeah. he also reminds you of who you are and you are his. Mm. And that he loves you and there's nothing you can do to mess up. Mm. As long as you come back to him and you repent and yeah. you kind of change. Yeah. I think that's just what the beauty of the relationship with God is, though, is that he, you can always flee to him in any situation, and you yeah. know that he'll be there with open arms. Like, you think about the prodigal son, it's like he's always waiting for us to come mm-hmm. home back to him and to come back into reconciliation and, like, a right standing with him, even when you have failed. Yeah. And that's Even the worst possible, like, mm-hmm. failures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so back to the verse, because I think just a short kind of thing to add when it says, like, for our salvation is nearer than when we believed. I think a big thing nowadays is a lot of Christians, well, I can't really speak on behalf of all of them, but I think talking to a lot of people, it's like no one actually is excited for Jesus to come back. Mm. And I think that's a big thing that we miss. It's like, we should be so excited for him to come back. Like, sometimes you talk to people and you're like, oh, when do you think the Lord's going to return? And a lot of people say, like, I don't know, maybe in a hundred years' time. Like, not in my lifetime. Like, and almost saying, like, they don't want it to happen. Mm. Like, they're, like, kind of like, like, Lord, like, don't come back yet. Like, let me live my life. And it's like, yeah. I think that when you had that viewpoint, it's so actually, mm. you're not benefiting from it at all, actually. Because it's like, you should be so excited yeah. for that moment that Jesus is going to come back for his people. I think yeah. that, like, a lot of people miss the mark on this one, and even myself. And mm-hmm. I've tried to, like, change that, like, by the grace of the Lord. But it's, like, mm-hmm. it is such a bad kind of viewpoint to think that. And think, mm-hmm. like, no, Lord, I want my time on this earth. And I want to kind of indulge myself. And I think that's something that we can really easily revert to. But yeah. it's really good question to ask yourself. Like, are you excited, eager for the Lord to return for you? Mm-hmm. Like, he's coming back for those who actually want him to come back, not for those who are enjoying what the world has to offer. Yeah. I think this also stems back, though, to are you truly following after Jesus? Yeah. Because the thing is, you might be by name, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus. I go to church every week. Are your actions actually showing it? Is your heart right before God? Is your heart waiting? It's like, are are you actually eagerly looking for his coming you know like and even like what is your heart seeking yeah when you wake up in the morning are you thinking what can I indulge myself today yeah. what kind of earthly things can I feed myself what can yeah. I watch today in TV what can I what video games can I play what YouTube videos can I watch how lot how many things can I how many like people can I check up on in terms of like celebrities and stuff to like, fill yeah. my mind with garbage it's like yeah and I think that's one thing I always feel really um guilty is is whenever <laughs> I it's guilty in a good way because 
You know, the Holy I'm, Spirit's convicting yeah, you. Yeah, like when I'm reading, like, I'm, I'm like on on like social media or anything yeah. and i'm like you know what this time i'm doing right now could be spent reading god's word what am i doing like yeah like so many times i come home from work and i'm absolutely wasted because i'm so <laughs> i'm so tired right i'm not like, the drunk wasted uh, just tired but i'm so fried that i'm like i'm just at home and i'm just like in bed like absolutely yeah. like just a mess absolutely. Like, I, I like to come home have a shower maybe eat maybe not depending if i'm hungry and i just go to bed and i collect and i'm like so tired and it's like I think that's how the devil tries to steal all time because you know what the first thing I do is I go on my phone and I start checking social media and like it's like why don't I reach for my Bible instead of my phone? You know? Yeah, I I, like, I feel agree so with that. guilty, but it's like Yeah, I agree. Even like when you wake up in the morning, it's like when you just roll over in bed and you just you wake up, like it's so easy just to grab your phone and mm. go on social media. Instead yeah. of like why do you why do you gravitate towards a phone and not yeah. the Bible, which is actually has so much eternal value. Yeah, and I think that's how the devil tries and gets us because he actually tries to steal our time. Exactly. And he's yep. it's actually I see it as an idol because anything you're putting before God is an idol. Yeah. So the yeah. moment the first thing you wake up in the morning and you think, Oh, I need to check my social media it's like But it's actually like, yeah. who's more important? It's God. Yeah, it's like what value it's what like, value mm. Like everlasting value yeah. are you getting from checking your social media? Yeah, sometimes absolutely zero. Sometimes you'll be looking on like random pages and like 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 you said, you might see some celebrity like, and they're, like gossip. celebrity divorce or something. Yeah, yeah. How is that gonna and add it's like, any value I'm, to like, you? Look listening to it, I'm like, what am I doing? Like <laughs> why do I care about some random person that's across the globe? Don't see them. Don't know why them. Why does it matter? Yeah. And it's like this is yeah. actually so embarrassing, actually. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's easy to do. Yeah, that's the whole really problem. Is. And I think that's something that I was talking to like mum about. I was saying to her how like it is so hard because it's actually a cyclic kind of process. Mm. It's like once you go on your phone and you read read like garbage and you even spend time scrolling, you feel like less connected to God. Yeah. And then from there, that drives you the next day to go back to the social media because yeah. you feel disconnected from God, that you don't feel the need to reach for the Bible. And it's like, it's very hard to break the chains of that like process and that cycle. And do you know what I also feel like, though? I feel like when you're on social media, it's like you feel so satisfied in the flesh and you're so like relaxed because it's absolutely mindless. Mm. But when you're reading God's word, it's so like convicting and almost like really almost painful you could say because yeah. you you when you're reading his truth you're like ouch like that actually hurts yeah. and so that actually kind of is uncomfortable like in james it says like god's word is the mirror and it's showing yeah. you like all your flaws so when you go in the mirror exactly. you're like why do i have that in my face like that doesn't look good and it's yeah. like the whole bible does it's that like a double-edged us. sword it exactly. actually hurts you when you read it and it's like but i think in that way we should be so grateful that god's word has the power to convict us yeah. that way mm. That it is so powerful. Wait, I'm just coming to a realization. I actually don't know. Is double-edged sword because you use it to fight, but you also it also cuts yourself? I have no idea. I really don't know. Is that? I'm really just coming I to the conclusion. I thought double-edged sword is just a sword that has like the point of it has like two edges. Oh wow! For some reason, okay, I just really thought just then about double-edged sword, and I thought double-edged because it's like you use it to like fight the enemy and like. Like, for example, when Jesus was tempted in the <laughs> desert, he kept quoting scripture against mm. the, the enemy. So it's like, we use it to fight. But then it's also, it kind of hurts you because it's actually like cutting to like, it's just that God's word is like sharper than a, than a, two, like a double-edged sword and it like Cuts divides between like bone and bone, bone, and, bone, and, bone and something. Yeah, I don't like, even know. 
and it's like it's so Fashion it hurts narrow? i don't really yes know. it really hurts when you're reading it because it's like ouch like yeah i need to change yeah, i'm not loving but then you're yeah. reading social media you just like feel good you know you, you're like yeah. oh that's so cool interesting yeah. fun mm. but it's like god's word is like wow like i need to mm. change and that's why i think yeah. sometimes you reach towards your phone because it actually gratifies you but god's word is like a it's very convicting yeah but it says that god um chastens those he's who he loves so it's yeah. like i think you need to understand that this isn't for fun it's it's gonna be painful like when you're being refined by god like it says that we're we're like our faith is like gold and we're being refined through the furnace like mm. and it's like we are gonna go through trials and it's gonna not be pa- it's gonna be painful it's not gonna be fun so i think that's just part of yeah. this life yeah i agree mm. Take. so i think that's the first verse done verse 11 so we're gonna move oh wow <laughs> that took a long time but we're gonna move on to verse 12 which is the night is fast spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light so i think another thing that i like to do is to read the new living translation because i go from the extremes i go from king james version to the new living translation because i think that that one is really it's really helpful still yeah so I don't really take it as my first source, but it's something yeah. that I like read, and like sometimes. And when I read that translation, it's actually quite funny almost, because it says like, "The night is almost gone; the day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living." That's what it says, right? And the thing is, I go back to that again. It's the verse is so confronting because it basically has a sense of urgency to it. It yeah. says like, "Today is the day; like the day is at hand." Like. Today is the day that you want to come clean. You want to confess your sins. You want to eradicate your life of like any remnant of a sin that is like kind of hounding you. You know, you know it. Like if I ask you right now, like what sin do you think is there? You can immediately name it. I think that's the thing is though, sin is always there. It's like, it's just that sin is waiting at at the door and Mm -hmm. its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. I was going to bring that in later. Oh, sorry. But it's it's like, I think that's what we realize is that every single person is dealing with sin in their life. Like no one is sin free. Like no one's like, oh, I'm at the end and you know, no sin is there in my life at all. Because the thing is, I've realized with my life is that sin is almost like a thing that it's like God helps you overcome different sin mm. but there'll always be new things that come into your yeah. life that you realize 100%. is a sin and you'll yeah. be like wow like I'm convicted of this and I think the m- most important thing is that you have to change and you have to get rid of that sin you have to rule over it by God's help and it's like that's a, that's an important thing mm. and like hope says like everyone is dealing with sin and so therefore it says cast off the works of darkness so it's yeah. like you need to actually think what is this what is the sin in my life right now and i need to actually yeah. get rid of it so like because even in genesis because currently i'm reading genesis on the side like genesis 8 verse i think 21 it says like when the lord after like the flood he said and the lord smiled a sweet savor and the lord said in his heart i will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth mm-hmm. and in a way it just shows us that like from like day one when we're young it says like the imagination which is also like the intent or thought of man's heart is evil like like i i fully understand that like i i don't think any of us can say that we are inherently good people we are not at all like if i'm sitting in my room and i think about any person like i'm so easily 
like able to switch my mind and think horrible things of them yeah. and think like I don't want to like be nice to them I don't want to do this oh uh, yeah I think sometimes it works and someone is like really rude to me I automatically just feel this absolute like fire of like anger yeah. like, <laughs> not anger but I'm like oh like like I'm just like I don't, I don't, obviously don't say anything but I'm like I'm like you're like fist is like shaking yeah I'm like I'm like <laughs> Like, yeah. but it's like, and then I realized, like, I'm like, yeah, I need to. The thing that I realized is, I don't think being angry is wrong. I think it's just what you do with that anger. Because yeah. I think even like God gets angry, yeah. but the thing is, He doesn't unleash His wrath upon everyone. Or, I think that His anger is justified. Though. Yeah, yeah. God's God's anger is justified, but it's yeah. like even God, who deserves to be, He He has every right to be angry with us because we've we've mm. we've turned against Him in our sin. But He's like. And his 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 anger is righteous, but for us it's like I think it's hard to deal with anger. And but the thing mm. is that I don't think it's wrong to be angry. It's yeah, just but I think the thing is it's like those evil things are the default feeling for all of mm. us. It's like because we all want to gratify ourselves, yeah. it always defaults to anger and feeling like oh that person did me wrong. I'm so yeah. angry. I'm gonna think of them this way. And I think yeah. that that's such a reminder of how sinful we are. Yeah. And I think even I was reading when I was like um when I was in high school I did a speech about um our school values but one of them <laughs> is honesty and then I was trying to back up why honesty is important but apparently you learn the ability to lie before you learn how to walk. That's so weird. As as like a baby. That's so weird. And it's like like you said, all of us are born with this inherent kind of sinful nature that's yeah. already there and it's like it mm. is it is just really, I guess, highlights to us how fallen we all are. Yeah. And how far mm. we are from the mark of what God has called us to be. Yeah. Because I think I think I read, because I'm currently studying Genesis, is that it's saying that we actually stem from Noah, we don't stand, stem from Adam. Because mm. Adam was made in the image of God, but then Adam's children were made in the image of him, yeah. which is humankind. And from there, Noah was the like only remaining man after the flood. So we all actually stem from Noah, who is made in the image of another man. So yeah. we actually come from a sinful nature inherently. Yeah. So that's another thing, just a side note. But like, I think back to that verse, another relating verse to that is just like Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, which is like, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Mm. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith oh yeah yeah so in that way it's like i think all of us know what sin entangles us we know exactly what it is could be like lust envy pride Mm. um sexual sexual things like just all these things that are that we all know are kind of baggage to us that yeah. we're running this race of faith and it's like we need to actually it's just entangle like throw off everything oh, that, that entangles us it's like yeah. we need to actually get rid of them like I don't want this sin anymore yeah. I want to get rid of this and like you're saying like get off me like shake it off you yeah, know? you're like Taylor Swift shake it off you're okay. like shake it off get off me like I'm trying to run this race mm. of faith but the thing is it sin is a serious thing it's not fun yeah. and games like it's like it, gum on your shoe <laughs> yeah it's like you need to take it off yeah and like the thing is it's like even in Genesis 4 sin which you mentioned yeah. like, earlier it says like sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you shall rule over it mm. and it shows us that we can overcome sin 
But the thing is, when it, in James 4, 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm. And it's like, when you like, when you like kind of go to God, yeah. all the sin will flee from you. So it's like, in a way, we have the ability to rule over sin, but we need to come before God first. Yeah. And I think it that's a very powerful thing to know that we actually have that dominion over sin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think even when you think about the verse, it does say like, cast off the dark deeds, like yep. like the like dirty clothes. Like mm. I think what we were talking about is like it takes vulnerability from you. Yeah, I think because we are reading verse um, twelve, and it says, yep. cast off the words of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. So you're taking off something, and then there's going to be a moment of nakedness, like nakedness and vulnerability. Yeah. And then it says how you fix that once you're like. Because once you've taken off, you're going to put mm. something else on. So therefore, it's like, let us put on the armor of light. And so you're actually putting on light. You're putting on, like... You're putting on Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're putting on, on, like, like Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's why it's like, it gives you that solution almost. Where it's like, yes, you were walking in darkness. And then now you, you get rid of that. But now what do you clothe yourself in? Is you clothe yourself in Jesus and his righteousness. Mm, yeah. I think we, yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, but it's like, it's a conscious choice that you yeah. have to do every single day. Yeah. Yeah. But even back to that, it's like that moment of nakedness and even mm. vulnerability, it takes humbleness mm. and it actually takes you admitting your sin. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing because even for me, I think last year I was struggling a lot with like my emotions. And I think even I'd say, I don't know, maybe like lust, I would say in a yeah. certain form, but I think it made me very upset actually. And I think that I tried a lot to come to terms with it and I even like prayed to the Lord so many times in my room like alone and I said Lord I need your help I need to move on from this I need I need to change right Lord please help me please change me and the thing is it actually didn't go away and I think after a while I realized that this is serious that I actually need to tell my parents about this right so I did I told them when I went down I drove down to see them and I told them and I really felt like by telling them I felt like I actually was changed mm. and I felt like the chains being broken and I think mm. that it what really like opened my eyes to that is when I read James 5 16 which says therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous man or person is powerful and effective mm. and like because after I told my parents they prayed for me and they, they said to me like Hope can you like before us actually say to God you're sorry like if you would like that and tell him like you want to change so I did it I, I did it with them and I said Lord I'm sorry and then they actually prayed for me and said like Lord help her move on right and I did feel like that was such a big change for me but in that way it's like it takes humbleness mm-hmm. but it takes humbleness in the sense that you need to actually confess that to maybe like a parent like an elder or like a mentor because you can't just keep it to yourself in your room and be like, Lord, help me. Because that's not actual humbleness. Because mm. who are you telling, actually? You're still telling nobody in that sense. Because you're telling God, but nobody, like, materially. Because you're still in private with God. Mm. And that's not humbleness, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, and I think that also relates just to verse 13. So do you yeah. want to maybe read that up? Yeah. Verse 13 says, Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. And then, so that's why I think even Hope's saying there that you have to be honest. And let us walk honestly as in the day. And so we were trying to understand that verse. And I was saying how in the day is when there's the light. 
yeah. we were saying how light exposes things. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is it, is it light? Like when the light, when when there's light, like darkness, like scatters. Yeah. And it's like that's the whole thing. It's like that light will expose you and your sin, and you need to walk honestly as in the day and be like, what sin is in my life? Mm. What do I need to get rid of? What do I need yeah. to change? Because it's actually showing you what sin mm. you have. Because in my opinion, I think that with sin, it's like sometimes you think that like you can handle it. And you're like, yeah, I don't. Or you think like I'm not sinning. Like even like you just like to like kind of brush it aside and be like, no, I don't do that. I'm fine. But actually, it's like when you actually honestly like question yourself and examine yourself, and you say, what am I actually sinning in? And I think even for me, I was convicted by reading this verse that like I am sinning. I'm striving and I'm envying a lot. Yeah, like yeah. I realized that. Striving and envying are actually two things that you think are like so like almost like malicious like oh like you think of envy like green with envy you yeah. know like, like <laughs> green monster like when you're watching like Spongebob and you're looking at like, the seven deadly sins and you're like envy is like this green kind of like or like the always thing with green is like envy and like bad yeah. and like yeah. evil but it's like envy could be anything just looking at someone and like looking at their success and thinking why like yeah. you're kind of like just I realize that so many of these <laughs> sins can be so subtle. Yeah. Or even just like go on Instagram and like sometimes when you see a relationship, like relationship goals, hashtag relationship goals, like cute. But then you're like hashtag envy. Like, yeah. like it's kind of subtle, but you're like, you know, it's there. And it's like, in a way, we all partake of those sins. And sometimes yeah. it just goes un- unnoticed. Yeah. And then even in James, when it says, for where envying and strife is, there's confusion in every evil work. Yeah. And that's one thing I was really convicted about is that it's just confusion. Because in a way, when you're so envious, it's like you don't even know what you are envious about. You're almost like quite confused about the whole mm. matter. Like, I think sometimes myself, like when I look at other people and I'm like envious of them and maybe their successes or the stuff that they're doing, I'm like, wait, why am I envious? Like, yeah, you know? I agree. And even when I think about it, it's just like I think that envy and sin is quite a cyclical kind of linked sin. Mm. It's like. When you are envious of someone, then you start striving because you yeah, want to be like them, yeah, yeah. and it just goes round and round. You're not, you're not thinking you're good enough. You think mm. like you think that you need to be better, and you're like you start. It's almost like pride because you want to be better, and you're yeah. like you're kind of almost unsatisfied with what you have. Yeah. And you're even even disregarding the blessings that God has given yeah. you because you're like 100%. I need to be them. I need more. I need to be better. Yeah. And it's like striving is in a way not good because when you're striving, you're actually not giving your worries to God and actually you're not committing him. to God because yeah. you're thinking you need to you're like yeah. you know what I need to be in this driver's seat I need to take yeah. control of my life and in I that way also better. you're thinking to yourself like what God has given me is not good enough because yeah. I want what they have mm. so all of yeah. that is sin yeah. it, and it's just cyclic in that way yeah I think we should move on to verse 14 yeah. the final verse which is mm-hmm. but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust mm. thereof so basically like we are called to put on Jesus Christ every day mm. and like sometimes we think we can handle our sin like we can handle those things like but we don't realize that those are such big stumbling blocks in our lives and like yeah. we need to realize like we need to shut down every single avenue of sin like you know what those things are like you know the things that are going to tempt you you know exactly what they are i don't even have to ask you like mm. when i name it you probably know something comes to your mind and it's like I think I read in a book once, it said, like, we please God more by running away from tempting situations than proving to him that we can withstand those. Yeah. Like, putting yourself in a tempting situation going, Lord, look at me here. I am withstanding it, Lord. Look at me. Aren't I great? It's like, he's not pleased with that. He is pleased when you don't even put yourself in the situation. You run away from it. And therefore, it's like, 
you make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the last thereof yeah you make none of it like you know that thing is going to make you sin you run from it and i think that's something that's it's actually a very strict calling it's asking you for a lot it's saying like it's a very high strict calling saying like shut it down like don't even give yourself that opportunity and that takes a lot of self-control and i think that we can only do that obviously by the grace of the lord but it is something that you need to realize and really try to come to terms with and actually put effort towards Mm. and then just from reading verse 14 it says it's kind of like explaining like all those things of like sin like writing wantonness chambering strife and envy but then it's giving you that solution that says put on the lord jesus Mm. that's it's giving you that solution what do you do to avoid those things is you put on Jesus so that you cannot fulfill the, the lusts of your flesh. Yeah. Therefore, because it's like when you are coming, when you're putting on Jesus, you are coming under that, I guess, authority covering. of God and yeah. covering that you'll say, I'm putting on Jesus. I don't want to sin. I don't want this. And I guess that's, that's the whole point of this whole kind of thing is yeah. that, yes, we have that, that we do have those evil thoughts and desires but jesus is what helps us overcome yep mm-hmm. yeah all right so i guess that's the conclusion of that kind of wee passage mm. so we're going to move on to the next yeah. kind of section so what is that grace i guess for me i guess it's just what i've really learned from working because um working definitely really puts you in this different environment that you're that you're exposed to mm. you're meeting like a lot of people you're in a different kind of scenario and I think what I realize is that whenever I go to work I meet a lot of people and I think I am basically being that reflection of Jesus Mm. especially because I'm a follower of him I am that representation of him every single day to those people that I meet Mm. and it's like that's why you need to be emulating Christ. You yeah. need to be consciously and intentionally putting on Jesus, like we yeah. said in verse 14. Mm. It's like every day when you wake up, you need to think to yourself, I'm clothing myself with Jesus. I'm gonna walk out today and I'm going and I'm going to want like I guess the thing is we aren't strong enough to be like, this is all me. Like mm. you want to say, like, yes, Lord, come and be Lord of my life and yeah. transform me and let me be that light for you mm. let it be that lighthouse and to shine for you yeah mm. and even like in 2 corinthians three eighteen, it says and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory yeah. which comes from the lord who is in spirit mm. so it's like it's we're being transformed which it comes from him but yeah. it, it comes from him only when we go to him and say lord yeah. I'm, I want you to, to be in more yeah. of my life. Yeah. Please, like, live through me. Mm, and I think that's the thing you need to do every single day is when you when you wake up, you commit yourself to, to God and say, mm. Lord, like, fill me with your spirit and yeah. let me be that light for you. And let it be less of me and more of you. Yeah. And that's what I realized is that as Christians... We want our identity to only come from Christ. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's that's like, something we should strive for. I'm just right now, I'm just like I wanna be just a shell of a person. Like I'm Grace Louie, yes. But <laughs> I'm just a shell and Jesus is like overflowing. Yeah. Like mm. his Holy Spirit is in me and yeah. I'm just that vessel almost for him to yeah. be that light for him. 
mm-hmm. and it's like that's the things like yeah jesus was walking around on this earth at that time but you know what it's like he has all of his followers to be that emulation of him now to today. be that reflection yeah. and when you are whenever wherever you are at school at uni at work like wherever you have to be that example yeah to other people yeah. of what jesus is of who he is your testimony is your life yeah i keep thinking about even those like bracelets we had back in the day where it says like what would jesus do yeah <laughs> yeah so in that way though i think a quote that we i kind of thought about recently i don't know why it's like our old school hymn had this kind of a small part of it which i always think about a lot and it says like um i become a light on a hill when the world looks to me Lord I pray when they do it's you that they see. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing to remember. It's like yeah. We become that light on a hill for the world to see. But that like yeah. you want to pray that like every time they look at you they see Jesus and that's all they see. It's they like, don't see like Hope yeah. Louis University of Auckland law and commerce student 21 years old. I want to be like Christ follower. That's it. Yeah. Full stop. My identity is solely in Christ. Yeah. And like it says our lives are hid in Christ with God. It's like we aren't even who we are like we are we're his we ha- we've actually like it says we've died to sin we've died that old man has been crucified and we are buried and mm. we are resurrected a new creation in Christ so we are actually our identity now is in Christ mm yeah 100% yeah. yep so i think we're going to move on to the relationship segment mm. and what do you want to say today grace I think what I've really realized is that we always come back to this whole topic of singleness and mm. how we don't actually want to waste our singleness. Like yeah. I think we always come back to how mm. why is everyone so desperate to be with someone, to be in a uh-huh. relationship I agree. and to 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 like just be um entertaining like someone else, you know. Mm. Because I think a, a lot of times as single as a single person you think I want marriage. I want to be there now. I want to be married. I want to have a husband, you know. Grace and I are talking. He's like, "What did you say about you like there's three things I want in life to be honest." He's like, "All I want in life is a nice house, a nice dog, and a nice husband." I agree with that. <laughs> Just a simple thing. Lord, in life. please bless me with those three. Things. It's like you want those things, right? Obviously, a husband yeah. is not going to come easy like cuz <laughs> where is he? But like it's like you want those things and you're like, "Lord, I want to go to the future. I want to be there with my husband and my dog and my nice house, right?" Yeah. And then you realize though, it's like I think a big thing you've realized when I was talking to Grace in the car today, it's like you you can always go f- into the future, but you can never go back. And you can mm. that's why right now as you're living the present, you need to enjoy it because yeah. that is becoming the past soon and you will never have to relive yeah. that. And I think also what I've realized is that in this kind of time, even as we're looking for Jesus's return, is that you don't want to be tied down to anything that would make you more attached to this world. Exactly. A relationship could be one of those things. Yeah, maybe. I I think I've seen a guess in the cards like the guy that I marry, I don't want him to make me more attached to this world. Mm, I don't exactly. want him to give me like all the pleasures of this world, like these nice bougie things, like bougie. I don't want those things. Yeah. I want someone who's literally helping me let go of every yeah. single one of my worldly desires. Exactly. I want it's him like, to help me. That's the whole the analogy we always come back to is this 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 race of faith that we're running. Yeah. Is that you want to be running so hard and fast for Jesus that 
you don't even realize you're single. Like, cause you're <laughs> running. Like, I'm running this race. Because yeah. actually, you're single. This I is start, not your identity. Yeah. I started yeah. this race running on my own, and I'm still running. I'm running so fast to that finish line where Jesus. It says that Jesus is the captain of our salvation. He has paved the way for us. He has finished that race, and he's at the end. And our eyes are only on Jesus. Yeah. We're running so hard, so fast. We can't even look side to side. Like when I was when I was younger and I did athletics and I was and I did like the sprints. It's like mm. you're only looking forward at that finish line. That's that's where you want to end and you want to get there as fast as you can. Like obviously that's different because this this race of faith you actually don't know when you're ending mm. because you don't know the end of your life. But I think you're just running towards the finish line and you know someone who is running with you, who's with you, yeah. actually could slow you down. And so therefore, you want them to be running faster than you or actually at the same rate as you and you're running so fast. That is your goal is to be so focused on Jesus. Yeah, I agree. And I think something that even I always think about a lot is I want to be with someone and marry someone who equally wants to be with me. Yeah, and like, I just want to... Okay, I just lost my train of thought. I think I was going to say something like, I want to be with someone where... I am like daily we're both taking on like this battle and this race together yeah and like I want it, to like impart truth it's to like you want to be so on fire for Jesus and you want them to be equally on fire for Jesus too that you're both just honestly so just you're just so into this faith together that yeah. that you're both motivating each other so much that that's what you want because mm. to me Yes, you want a guy who's 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 cute, who's who makes you happy, all those things. But it's like, at the end of the day, what I want is a man that will lead me in this yeah. faith yeah. and will lead and be me. like my partner. Yeah, in this, like, like in partner this race. in this in the gospel, yeah. partner in this faith, and you want them to lead you. Like for me, I really want someone who leads me in the pursuit of truth. I agree because with that. We, I feel like I just want to seek truth mm. and and. In a way, though, not many people actually want to seek the truth. But it's like, like actively. I want you yeah. to actively be seeking those things. I don't want you to be, like, passively, like, going to church, sitting sitting in the seat, just chilling and going home and never thinking about God again and then back to church. It's like, yeah. I want you to be daily delving into the Word and being like, what is God's truth today? Like, I want to impart that truth yeah. and even share that with everyone else around me. And I think that's one thing we see with our parents is how my, like, dad, I'd say, he was actually weaker in the faith to begin with because he wasn't a Christian and my mum wasn't led him to the faith but now it's like they're both equally on this race of faith together and I'd say my dad even leads a lot of the truth seeking yeah. and it's like my mum is the one following and it's like that's so important is you want someone who's equally there who's zealous for God and wants those things and wants to seek truth Yeah, and I think even like something that I envisioned when I was talking to Grace even in the car today I was like you even think I'm like Dan is it Daniel? I'm getting so confused now <laughs> Daniel uh, yes is Daniel. it Daniel and like the other three men yeah. was he with three men yeah it's Daniel Shadrach, right? Meshach, I don't know why I got Bindigo? confused yeah. yeah it's those I don't know why I was getting confused with Daniel but I think um, Daniel and David just sounds off similar yeah but like yeah. Daniel right he gets thrown into the furnace for his faith and like I was saying to Grace how like when I think about who I want to marry and my husband, it's like, I want my husband to be holding my hand and leading me into that fire with him. Like, yeah. and I want, G- and then Jesus will be holding his hand too. Like, you know, it's like, like a chain going in. Like, I want him to lead me into that fire. 
and I want him to yeah, and I want him to be the strong one. Like I want, I want to follow him, and he's following Jesus. You know, we're all following Jesus, but like, I want him to lead me into that. Mm. And I think that that is a high calling and a high like expectation. But I think that's something that I really treasure and want in life. I think this one thing I struggle with is because even seeing my parents' relationship, my Mm. mum was the one to bring my dad to the faith, and she's the one that actually had to cultivate even that um that godliness in him to like kind of be like like showing him the way and now obviously my dad is like mm. i'd say leading them in the faith together and even our family but yeah it was like to begin with she was the one that had to lead him so like i really think to myself is god calling me to be to be cultivating another man like that yeah maybe. and to bring him to the faith or does god is god going to provide me with a husband who is a really so on fire and already there and will lead me you know yeah because i mean i think we talk about it's like sometimes your story doesn't look like what you want it to be yeah like ideally all of us want like the perfect christian man showing up in your doorstep you know he's got it all together he is living for the lord but it's like sometimes it doesn't come like that because we aren't perfect ourselves yeah sometimes he's gonna come like maybe broken and not what you thought and the thing is the fact that god has blessed you with the truth and even being in the faith and growing up in a christian family and having all these resources to even know the truth it's like shouldn't you be be blessing another person with that i think to myself like everything that i have that god gives me i want to give back to him and it's like that's the whole that's the whole thing i always think about is maybe that's what god called me to do maybe i'm gonna be like my mom and bring someone to the faith too like i really don't know obviously that's god what god has god's um yeah. plan for me and i guess yeah. that's why you have to just submit to him and trust mm. that that's that's his plan and his plan is better than yours but yeah. and it's scary yeah. it's like about trusting it. that like god because it does say in his word like god won't give something to you that you can't handle mm. yeah. and therefore it's just trusting and knowing that his yeah. plan his story for you is something you can handle and it is good for you like sometimes yeah. i do worry a lot and i think to myself like even relationships it is scary and sometimes like it is very hard to think about like what is your plan lord but like yeah. sometimes i look to like, i have this like kind of poster on my wall and it says like um for i know i have the plans well, i, I know the plans i have for yeah. you says the lord like they're, sure they're good I. plans and it's like yeah. that's a good reminder to know like god has only good plans for you mm. they might not be like exactly what you wanted but they are good yeah yeah, but I think it's quite funny because all three of us, sometimes we, we will just laugh to each other and be like, are we taking this too seriously? And we start laughing and we're like, man, we might be really crazy. But then it's like <laughs> we go through these waves and we're like, what, wait, is this, are we actually being for real right now? But then we're like, yeah, we are. But it's like, I think just looking I like, around. I was, I, was, I was saying to you, I was like, you can't ever take dating too seriously. Yeah. It's like, like we said in our podcast before, it's like, it's the next biggest decision yeah. compared to, um, your like your faith in the yeah. lord and i think even when i was talking to joy joy was saying to me how like i only want to do this one time yeah and that if it's only one time yeah exactly. you don't need it don't doesn't need to be many like how yeah. many guys you need one yeah and it's like how many when i even think about dating in marriage if you only want to go to marry one person that means you're only going to date one person so therefore you shouldn't be rushing into dating mm. and that's why i think we have a very different viewpoint to a lot of other people but i think that just yeah. to each their own i guess yeah. yeah but i think it does take a lot of trust yeah and it's hard sometimes it's not easy but i think one thing we always just come back to is just thanking god for even 
revealing truth to us and i think the more that we seek god and obey him the more that he shows you more of his truth yeah and i think that's one thing we all desire is we just want to know what is from god and what is truth and follow him obediently yeah yeah i agree i guess that's the end of the podcast it's very word heavy today but you can never have too much of god's word (laughs) i think sometimes it's so good just to be able to discuss Mm. god's word with other people and you almost have this renewed strength and fire and zeal for god yeah i even feel like i get that from church sometimes when i stand there like in the house of the lord and you just hear everyone around you you know their voices singing out to god and it's really encouraging even just standing there you don't even have to talk to them you just feel like the sheer like volume of everyone's voices and it really lifts your spirits yeah it's like we are all in this body of christ and we are all in this partnership with the gospel together and it's like we're all like on this race of faith yeah. together yeah. yeah so it's just like thanking god that we don't have to do this alone mm. and we have each other and also god gives us his holy spirit to mm. to help us yeah and jesus to be our safety net <laughs> and, and our captain we still got the analogy you know yeah we're not letting go of that yet. yeah guys see we, we still have relationships we still have analogies here and there but i think yeah we're having a little bit of switch up this year but hopefully this wasn't too different and you enjoyed it so. yeah so thanks for listening guys and we'll talk to you in our next podcast yeah